What's going on, everyone? So glad you made it. We have an incredible guest today. But first, if you're ready to start creating your own economy and taking back control of your time and your life, start by going to attorneybydesign.com, whether you're an attorney or not, and download the Freedom Blueprint and jump into my world of alternative investing. Does the life you live jive with the person that you are? Are you dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, doing certain things that just don't align with who you are? I know that I'm guilty of it. You know, putting on my dark suit, blue shirt, red tie every day, then mixing it up by mixing it up by throwing a V-neck sweater on when it got chilly, you know, making sure I said hello to all the right folks and being politically correct at all times, always abiding by the office politics coworker, coffee pot banter, all that bullshit. That's just not me. I'm casual. I like to have a good time. I don't need your passive aggressive entitled attitude. I believe the further we force ourselves to step outside of who we really are, the more disconnected and lost that we get. And life is just too short for that. So what do we need to do? We need alignment. We need to envision our dream life and move towards it quickly and with purpose. Now, our awesome guest today, Emily Hersicorn, a former USD Torero just like me, takes us on a journey of building that dream life, which surprisingly may not even include you leaving your legal or other career behind. Emily is a fully recovered attorney and a lawyer's career confidence coach. She is, she is a certified professional coach helping high achieving lawyers build confidence in themselves their career choices, and their leadership potential so that they can reduce stress, achieve more, and love life. All right, let's get into it. This is the Passive Income Attorney Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets and strategies of the ultra-wealthy on how they build streams of passive income to give them the freedom we all want. Attorney Seth Bradley will help you end the cycle of trading your time for money so you can make money while you sleep. Start living the good life on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Seth Bradley. Emily, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. We've been kind of touching base for a while now. We're making it happen. I like that. Yeah, today's the day. Today's the day. <laughs> today's we finally the day. made it happen. Finally <laughs> yeah. made it happen. Yeah. All right, let's dive right in. You know, what is your story? Feel free to take it back as far as you want to. Oh, that's, that's a dangerous request because I will tell you my life story. So I'll try not to get too crazy. Um, so I'll start with today and then I'll back up. So right. today I am the lawyer's career confidence coach. And I've been thinking about that title for a while. And a while back, someone was like, you need to just call yourself a confidence coach. And I was like, no, no, no. I do lots of things for lawyers. I help them with a lot of stuff. So I'm finally owning it because everyone needs help with confidence. That's, that's it. So how the hell did I get into this? Um, it goes back, well, really my entire life, I've been a coach uh, to an extent. I've always been like a deep relationship person. I love to talk. I'm a connector. Um, funny thing, I married a connector. My two children are connectors. They're <laughs> like, they'll corner you and ask you a bunch of questions. Um, so it's always been natural for me. And then in undergrad, I thought, you know what? Psychology makes sense. I'm going to go be a clinical psychologist. So I majored in psych and actually 
um, here, I've got the textbook here. Let me grab it. All right. So I, I did research <laughs> for, I did research for C.R. Snyder. Here we go. We've got the psychology of hope right here. Here's the proof. All right. um, <laughs> so I did positive psychology research in undergrad. And at the time, coaching wasn't as big. I didn't have that language, but really what I was looking to do was to become a coach. So just very quickly, hope is goals, pathways or strategies and motivation. Literally what a coach does. That's what we help people with, right? So how to achieve your goals, stay motivated to make sure it actually happens, long-term success. So I did some research um, specifically on the correlation between hope and social support. So if you've got a lot of social support from friends, let's say someone has a ton of friends, how much hope do they have? And specifically, do they have really strong, is it a strength in terms of their goals, in terms of their motivation, that kind of thing. And then same thing with parents. If you've got really strong support from your parents, how does that show up with your hope? Super cool stuff. So I did that and then I didn't know what the hell to do with it because I'm like, wait a minute, eight more years of school. I don't yeah. want to do that, you know, to get your PhD and, and then do your postdoc. So super logical thinker. I don't know if you identify with this. Most of my attorney clients do very rational, very logical. That's how we make decisions. So I'm like, <clears throat> I could go to eight more years of school, come out making 60 grand or three years of law school, which sounds fun for my obnoxiously analytical mind and come out making a hundred grand basic math. Like that's yeah, how I made my easy. decision to go to law school. Yeah. Simple. So I like forgot about the psych stuff, went to law school, loved law school, did very well in law school, um, flew out to California and, um, just, you know how it is. You kind of go along. So like you're in school, you do well, you do OCIs, you go to the defense firm. <laughs> like that was, that was my path. Not very conscious choices. Um, yeah. I was making just kind of floating along. Um, and deep down, I always was like, I never wanted to be a lawyer. Like, I don't even know what the hell a lawyer does. <laughs> um, so it was kind of a goofy process for me, but I went along with it. And now there's a huge purpose for it. Cause I know what my clients are going through. So I did that. I practiced for a couple of years. It was not for me. Um, I was in an interesting practice area, education law, where I could do meaningful work in theory. Some of it, though, is not aligned with me and who I am. I tend to be on the, the side of the underdog, and I was on the defense side, so that was a little funky. Um, and it's a high-stress practice, right? You, you know this. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't jive with me, especially then um, I was not so well. I had mental health stuff that was unaddressed, um, super high stress. My mindset was not right. Um, very problem focused, which a lot of lawyers are um, really good at issue spotting, right? Um, <laughs> and so I struggled, man. And I just left, like left out of fear. I figured, oh, it's like this here. It's going to be like this everywhere for me and I can't make it work. So fuck it. I'm just going to leave. So I did some civil rights stuff that was fun for about a year, uh, but I missed lawyers. I'm like, there's something about these people. <laughs> like they're my people. So I got into career development at the law school and loved the work. But you know, law school career advisors, they are serving the masses superficially. Right. Right. So maybe you see a student once or twice, max three or four times a year, like not a lot. 
and you're giving them information, like same thing over and over. It's super repetitive. And, um, <clears throat> and then you're helping them just get a job mm. and nothing beyond that. Right. So it, it felt aligned. I'm like, I want to help people. I'll, I like working one-on-one. Um, it feels good, but something was off. Like I wanted that to go back to that idea of the in-depth relationship. So I was thinking a lot about this and I had a couple conversations with two female lawyer friends of mine, one who was doing the same thing I was at another school um, and one who was practicing, both talked to me about coaching. And so I'm like, all right, fine, I'll look into this. So I decided to pursue it. Um, I talked to an old psych friend of mine, a clinical psychologist who I really, really trusted. He said, you've got to go into coaching. Like, don't waste your time getting a master's or PhD. To be honest, like coaching is the future. There's, you know, it's a big movement right now. Um, That's what people are wanting. They want help achieving their goals. They want to be successful. They want to be happy. We don't live anymore today like our parents' generation did or past generations where you get a job, you'd be grateful you have a job and you don't leave that fucking job, you know? <laughs> like, just be happy for what you have, right? So yeah, people nowadays are questioning things and they want to grow and they want to be their best self. So I explored it, looked into it, committed, um, got my certification and I, I've been operating. It's been a blast. Um, I've been working one-on-one and then I also do group work with entry-level women specifically. And again, it goes back, all goes back to confidence coaching. Awesome. Awesome. There's a lot to unpack there. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I warned you, I warned you. Yeah. So you're a fully recovered attorney at this point, which is awesome. Um, and so you can kind of speak to that with, with your coaching, with your coaching clients. Um, and, and I love the fact that you said, you know, th- I think there are, there is a tide that's changing with kind of traditional education, right? Like we've always been yeah. taught, like, get, get another degree, get another degree, get another degree. If you want to yep. earn more money or, you know, do something different. I mean, I myself have three, I got undergrad in biology. I went to med school for a little bit, then I got my MBA and then I got my law degree. So I was under that impression too. I grew up in a blue collar family and just always like, put your head down, work hard, get the best job you can possibly get. Yeah. Yeah. So now things are different. Now things are like, okay, well, why don't you focus on something that can help you mentally or physically or whatever it is uh, to get where you want to be in in a healthy, happy state. And a lot of that comes down to coaching. Um, sometimes you get, uh, coaching gets kind of a bad rap nowadays. Sometimes yeah. you're like, cause there's so many, right. You've got to kind of dig through the weeds and get the good ones like you and, and that can actually help people get to where they want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things there. One, I also grew up, I like to say in a white collar, blue collar family. So like management of blue collar businesses. And that's exactly what my husband, um, same thing, his family, frankly, didn't have as much of an emphasis on education um, as mine did. And they were foreign born and immigrants and, you know, figuring out how do we just run a successful business and do things that way. Um, My family was a little funky. My grandfather came over from Nazi Germany during the war. And so very much keep your head down. Don't ruffle feathers, like just get shit done, get a paycheck and be happy. Um, Super different from how people are living today, like you were just talking about. Um, And then on the other side of my family, there was a roofing business in the family, blue collar. So they were doing the work and the management. So it's just super interesting um, seeing a lot of different people close to me 
building businesses, building wealth, um, not from these degrees. And right. so we, yeah, it trickled down to our generation where we were, were told like, that's the way, that's the key. Um, so I love what you're doing. Uh, the other thing about <laughs> digging through the massive coaches, the good news is, the good news <laughs> is we have a lot, surprisingly, there are a lot of lawyers coaching lawyers. So I think for me, you know, I'm trained to coach anybody in anything. I think one of the biggest reasons I focus on lawyers and help them with what I do is one, I've been doing it to an extent for years, um, but two, people trust lawyers if they're a lawyer, right? You're yeah. like, oh, okay, you've been through what I've been through. Like you get me to an extent. Um, and then also I just bring this up because to kind of give a shout out to my colleagues out there doing similar work. Um, I think being a lawyer, like, you know, with a website, for example, like I want to do things right. Or I started an LLC right away. Like, I'm not afraid of all that stuff. I'm not afraid to hire. I have a lawyer to help me with my business stuff. So I think that's the other thing is, you know, there, if you are looking for a coach, there are plenty of us doing it the legit way. If, if certification and training is important to you, all of us who are certified and trained, you can see that in our marketing materials. Um, and in fact, I actually recently affiliated with it's called Coaching Advocates. It's an international group of lawyers coaching lawyers. Oh. Badass. Um, so the whole idea, as you can imagine, is one-on-one -on -one work is great, right? We're helping people get through their shit day a lot of times um, <laughs> or figure out what to do with their lives. Like you said, how to shake things up, make conscious choices, do things differently, maybe push them a little bit. But that's not changing the tenor, the culture of the legal industry. Yeah. So coaching advocates is super cool because the idea or focus there is team coaching. So going into bigger institutions, working with teams to really make a more institutional and systemic impact. Um, I'm one of two coaches in the U.S. Um, we've got another one in Austin, Texas. But then, yeah, we've got women in um, Sydney, South Africa, New Zealand. We've got um, a guy in London, um, someone in Singapore. So really exciting stuff. Just want to like really, really say, you know, lawyers are doing a great job in this industry right now supporting other lawyers. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, is comes down to demand because so many lawyers yeah. and doctors and people that make a lot of money, they're just unhappy. Yes. Right. And, yes. and they're probably questioning it too. Cause they're like, I make a lot of money, you know, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. So why am I, yeah. why do I still feel unhappy? Do you get that a lot? Yes. I, <laughs> I literally published a blog post about that this week. So we can link that in the show notes. Um, yes. So I would say, because I, I am unique in the sense that I love working with early career folks and a lot of coaches don't touch them. Um, a lot of coaches are executive coaches. That's how they characterize themselves. And for early career folks, that doesn't resonate with them. They're like, well, I'm not an executive. So um, I love those folks. So I say at the early career stage, it's all about confidence, right? I don't know anything. How the hell am I going to handle these huge cases? And especially yeah. if you're in big law and you're making 200 grand straight out the gate, handling super big matters, like that shit's scary. So building confidence at an early stage, mid-career, even just a few years in, clarity. 
that's what we're, we're shifting to, which I'm getting to your point here. So I've got clients, um, like I've got a big law partner who's been in it for 17 years. Um, I've got people who are in it, for, who've been in it for a few years. Um, got a woman who's been in it for five. These folks are trying to figure out, like, this isn't perfect. How can I shake things up? And a lot of times the question is, what can I do? A couple of things. One, do I stay or do I go? Right? That's a, a big question that I've seen for years. But two, if I'm not like absolutely fulfilled in my current day job, and yes, for even lawyers, I say day job, as you know, you do other stuff too. Um, <laughs> you can do other stuff. If I'm not totally fulfilled from it, what more can I do outside of my day job to get that fulfillment? Because when we're raised like you and me to think that the career is everything, that's your sole focus. And then you get into it. You spend all your fucking waking hours in it. You expect socialization from it. You expect fun. You expect fulfillment. It's like this kind of toxic relationship with your job. And people tend to go straight to, oh, I need to leave and do something more fulfilling. And as a career coach, a lot of times people will you know, push you in that direction, right? Like, let's find something that's so fulfilling and in alignment. I think that's great if we can do that. So I'll help people with that if that's what they want. But my other thing is, like I had a really great call last night about this. The other thing is, what more can you be doing in your personal life to get that sense of fulfillment where maybe you don't need it from the day job and you can stay in this job and continue making 200, 300 grand, whatever it is, so long as it's not draining you, right? So long as you're not miserable, um, that's a really sh big like shift in perspective for most people who have been going along this track where that day job is everything. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting that, you know, you have all the expectations, right? You expect to get everything from this career. It's supposed to be fulfilling. Yeah. You're supposed to get money. You're supposed to get relationships. You're supposed to meet another attorney and, and marry them, you know, yeah. all this other stuff. Um, but maybe, and then you're unhappy, but maybe, you know, maybe the career isn't the whole problem. Maybe you can find those other things that you're looking for outside of it. I, I think it's the first time that I heard that. Yes, it's huge. And, and I, you know, I started thinking about it a while ago, definitely my situation. I mean, I've avoided my personal life because my career, like academically growing up, I always did well in school and that feels good, right? Yeah. When things are easy and you're excelling and you get all this external validation, that shit feels good. And then when you, what happens is I get out in the workforce for the smartest people in the world, it is still hard in the practice of law when you're an entry-level attorney, right? It is. And even for law school, you know, I'm sure this sounds familiar too. You knew people like this, you get into law school and that shit's hard for the first time, right? You've excelled in undergrad and then you're like, oh, this is different. And you're not resilient and then you don't know what to do. So I've been thinking about this for a long time, definitely my own story where I put all my energy into my career didn't really was, you know, having some issues in my personal life. I had a failed marriage. Um, I met my husband, current husband, and we had a really rough start and like my therapy and my coaching, it got me through that shit. And now it's like any, like anytime I have a disagreement about with someone and I'm upset because anger is my go-to, 
um, in my personal life, um, I can pull back now. And I'm always asking myself like, okay, if I was in their shoes, what else might they be thinking other than I want to like make Emily's life miserable, right? <laughs> what else is possible? And it helps me get through my day. It helps me chill. Yeah. And then if I'm chill, I always say to my clients, let's clear the shit. That's the shit, right? Clear the shit out so you can chill. And then when you're in that space, then you can work on raising your energy. Okay, now I'm good. Now, how can I be productive? How can I go do something in my career to advance? How can I, you know, do something around my house, like take care of these crazy dogs I have, whatever it is, and then feel good and joyful and fulfilled. But if you're not clearing that shit out first, that's tough to do. Yeah. Yeah. If you can clear that shit out and you can get happy, you know, inside, feel fulfilled. Yeah. You, you might end up seeing that you don't actually hate that job as much as you thought yes, you did. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're happy and you're like, oh, I can actually perform my job pretty well. I'm pretty good at it. I get some satisfaction from that. As long as I'm yeah. happy outside of that practice, maybe, maybe I don't need to quit entirely. Yeah. So that's just it. Like a, a lot of times I'm helping clients and, and look, I want to be clear. Toxic positivity is not my thing. Um, <laughs> same thing with like overly optimistic, right? We want people to have a healthy level of optimism. Um, there's actually a weird, I'm going to be putting out content about this because I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, I'm a trained optimist, just to be clear too. So I get it with a lot of my skeptic clients. I have one who was <laughs> like, I used to say I was just a realist, but I realize people who say that are really negative Nancy's. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, me too. I used to say that shit too. Um, <laughs> but anyways, like I just want to put that out there because sometimes it's like, oh, just put a smile on your face and shit's fine. No, like that is not what we're talking about. You've got to dig deeper into like, where is this energy coming from? Why are we getting super angry? Not therapy where we're digging deep into childhood, right? To be dealing with clinical issues, psychological issues. Um, but instead quickly, like what's the thought underlying your anger, whatever's going on, um, let's flip that. How can we have some more productive thoughts here? Like I gave that example, when I get angry, taking a step back and thinking about different perspectives. So a lot of times with my clients, um, I have one client, she's so much fun. Uh, when we started working together, she would be like, Emily, I had a shit day. The judge thought I was shit. My boss thought I was, I was just shit. <laughs> like that was her, <laughs> that was her description. Um, and I do a lot of work with these clients to pull back and think about what is good or what is going well. That's important. So that like you said, um, not just making that flip, but clearing the shit out, focusing on, oh, maybe there is something redeemable about this job. Because again, <laughs> if there's not, and it's toxic, you should go, right? But if yeah. there is some redeeming qualities, they can clear the shit out so they can flip their mindset to recognize that stuff to be grateful for what's good, then they can feel okay, be more productive and also live a happier life. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, you've got to have an honest conversation with yourself or, yeah. pull it out, or have like, somebody else pull it out of you. Yeah. Um, I mean, even when I talk to people about finances, 
it's, it's, it's not like I'm trying to get them to quit their practice and walk away. I say, you know, take that active income at first and put that into something, create another income stream, whether that's passive yep. or a side hustle or whatever that is yep. and see where you're at at that point. Once you kind of have those multiple streams of income and you have a little bit more freedom with your time and maybe you can go half time or 75% hours or something like that. Maybe yeah. that will get you over the point, over the mark where you're like, oh, I'm happy now. This is okay. Yeah. We're doing the same thing. You're helping get people to a place where they can make a choice. Do I want to continue with my day job and have this passive income or side hustle, whatever it is, or can I get to a place where I can make that choice to pull back? That's, that's literally like all we're doing here. That is fundamentally what we want to do. I want to help people make conscious choices in their lives. Re simply wreck. This sounds like so simple, but it's like earth shattering to most of us recognizing the power they have to make choices in their own life. I right. mean, I feel like a lot of us feel victim, like the victim of circumstance. Everything's happening to me. Oh my gosh, my boss is terrible. Or, oh my God, I have to go to court all the time and I don't want to do that anymore. Well, if you don't want to do that, like what else could you do? What do you want to do? And how can you make that happen? Well, that's easier said than done. Okay, let's, I know I'm, I'm doing this awkward coaching session with myself, but let's pull back <laughs> and like, let's, let's map out some steps here. Like, what's the first thing if you seriously don't want to be in that job that you're not obsessed with that you're really like struggling with, and that's not how you want to live. Like what's the first step you can take to start exploring other possibilities. And they're like, Oh, that's actually possible. That's yeah. That's There's crazy. another possibility. Yeah. yeah. What? I have choice in my own life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of it comes down, like a lot of the unhappiness just comes down from not having freedom, not having flexibility, yeah. not being in control of your own life. And you just feel like I'm getting told what to do all the time. I have to be here this many yeah. hours. I don't have time. Even when you go home, you've got family obligations and you've just got no time for yourself to do what you want to do. Yeah. So giving them that power. I mean, that's, the word empowerment's kind of goofy because I don't think people, when they read it, they really think about what it means. I love it because it's super descriptive of what's going on. You are giving people power. You are helping them recognize their own power they have. And that's awesome. Um, I also think it's an interesting process. Um, I've had a lot of cool conversations about like diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I would say approximately half of my clientele are people of color. Obviously, we're thinking about this, especially with women of color leaving the legal industry. So coaching is a really special process um, for people who maybe feel like they otherwise are not heard, um, don't have space. Uh, maybe there's a lack of empathy. And so to be able to be in a space where it's non-judgmental, you're validated constantly and also you're empowered. So you're getting that power um, instead of being told what to do. That's, that's like magic in my opinion. And that's a huge distinction to clear up between coaches and it, like career advisors or mentors, right? Who come in and look, there's a huge need for that because a lot of times people don't know what the hell they're doing. So you do need some advice to an extent. But yeah, when people are used to that as like the only source or resource where they're constantly told what to do and not so much asked 
like, what would you do? Or what are your thoughts? Um, or based on your experience, you know, all those questions, that shit's important. So I just wanted to put that out there too. I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Um, how can we even change the legal field in terms of culture by training management or leaders to incorporate coaching principles into their leadership style? So how can they be more empathetic, open, instead of top down, you know, do this, do this, do this, what would you like to be doing, right? What do you think your strengths are? Instead of, I see that you're good at this, I'm going to pigeonhole you, right? Right. Um, and really letting everyone be leaders in the sense that they have see their own power and power to influence the team. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be awesome. If we could institute something like that. I mean, I know working at big law firms, I just felt like I wasn't even myself. I felt muted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't yes. like say what I wanted to say. I couldn't be myself because you just had to be like, you know, you had to fit this certain mold that they expect and yeah. you can't make any mistakes. I mean, you can't, you know, put a common wrong place in a, in a, in a document. So you definitely can't, you know, say the wrong thing out loud either. So it's, it's, you know, you're always walking on eggshells. Yeah. And it's, it's the work you're doing your hair, like, right. Did you have a man, butt? you have a yeah. man, butt, right? Oh yeah, did you, exactly. Did you exactly. have a man, butt in absolutely not. Like, absolutely yeah. not. Like, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I put my hoop in my nose the other day. I'm like, Oh, my old hoop. Like there like, it is. Before, before I went to law school. I mean, I remember going to law school and I like changed that. And I used to wear my hair. I wear it now. Same kind of thing down and wavy and like, look, I, I looked like, you know, someone who was not a lawyer <laughs> in my vibes. And I'm like, I got to look the part. Right. Um, and then it gets weird when you like do well. And you, I mean, I have this conversation with people too, where they're either like, I did really well in law school and I'm not sure about big law because I'm really a bleeding heart or like people <laughs> get in this, get torn, you know, or yeah, I'm just like laid back and casual. I don't know if I want to do this. So so, so common um, in terms of like really big topics that are coming up. And then with COVID, like we're all getting, you know, I wear jumpsuits every day, partially like up and down weight gain because I'm at my house. I'm like, I don't know how to live like this, but, <laughs> but like I wear these goofy, you know, jumpsuits every day. And like, um, I don't know, things are just different. My dogs may interrupt my calls, whatever. Yeah. And so figuring that out has just been this extra layer on top of in our already quite challenging industry. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's, um, let's walk through this. So, yeah. you know, let's walk through that first conversation you have with a, with a potential client. They just come to you and they're like, Emily, I've had a shit day. I've had a yeah. shit month. I feel <laughs> terrible about myself. I'm burnt out. I need help. What do I do? What do I do? And what do you, what do you tell them? Yeah, so... I love having discovery sessions with people. And at first I was like, that's such a cheesy name. Cause I'm not, I'm not a cheesy person, um, but it's true. That's what it is. You're discovering what coaching is all about. I would say what my style is because we're all a little different. Um, so what I like to do with, with prospective clients, I like to help them dream. So what do you want to be celebrating in six months? That's my first question with them. So of course they're going to come to me and like complain about something, right? So I like to help them dream. And then I ask them, what's getting in your way? Why aren't you there right now? So then we're going to get to what they really want to talk about, the problems. Um, and then we're going to focus on their strengths. 
because I want them to recognize from our very first call, that discovery session, it's coaching. Everyone gets a free session. First session's on me. So anyone who's listening, come on over. Let's do a free <laughs> session together so that you can get a feel and you can leave empowered and like, oh yeah, that was good. I want some more of that. So we're going to focus on their strengths so that they recognize, oh, I can do this. Because if you don't focus there, if you don't even touch on that, and they're just looking to you for answers, that's not appropriate for coaching. You can go seek out mentorship for that, someone who just to pull you up, right? But my job again is empowerment. So I need to know that people who are going to work with me are ready to recognize their own power. That's the whole process. And then we do a coaching demo. So when I'm helping people with something and we're doing coaching, they have the agenda. So whatever topic they want to focus on, if they tell me, um, let's say what, what you just said, um, I've had a shit day, I've had a shit month, like everything is shit. I'm going to get clear on what the hell that means. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, you, you got to help me here. What do you mean? What's going on? What's the problem? So I'm going to be clarifying the hell out of whatever you're telling me. And then let's say you give me three different things. My boss is a maniac and he's been screaming at me all week. And you know, my, my boyfriend or my husband's upset because I'm working all the time. And then we just got this puppy and like, how the hell am I supposed to deal with that? Okay. This is how our brain works, right? When we're in the weeds, we see everything and it's like, ah, we're totally overwhelmed. You can't do anything when that's your status. So it's my job to help you focus so that we can actually make progress. So I'm going to identify the three problems you just told to me and ask you, which one do you want to get started on? Let's do one thing at a time. And then all of a sudden people are like, okay. <laughs> like they literally take a deep breath. You can feel it. They're like, oh, okay. I don't have to address everything at once. Cool. That feels good. So then they're going to pick something. We're going to figure out why it's important to them. Dig into what drives them, what motivates them because that's useful for change. If you want sustainable change, you have to be thinking about that. Um, I've had people putting like pictures or notes up right by their workspace that reminds them of their motivators. And they're like, oh, okay, keep going, <laughs> right? I'm gonna keep going because I've got that fresh in mind all the time. So we're gonna do that. And then I'm gonna ask them, what needs to be addressed? What do we need to do here? And they're gonna come up with something. There's no... This is the cool thing about it. There is no perfect answer. doesn't matter what the hell they say. They could say something totally off the wall and we will work with that because that's top of mind for them. So we're going to work with that. We're going to dig into it, figure it out. And then it's my job, almost all of my clients, myself included, I would say I'm the worst coaching client because I'm all over the place too. They always say, Oh, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. First of all, don't apologize to me, right? <laughs> let's, that's a whole nother topic, but let's not apologize too much. Um, but second of all, it is my job to rein it in. You're in the weeds. That shit's hard and you're stressed out. Don't worry about that. It's my job to keep us on topic and structured. So I may give you some space to vent if that's, if my intuition tells me you need that to clear your energy to move forward. Great, vent away. Um, but then I'm going to bring it back. Okay, Seth, I hear you saying it is hard right now. I hear you say you're not sleeping because of the dog or whatever it may be. <laughs> let's, let's focus though. You told me that you wanted to work on X, Y, and Z. Let's get back to that. 
what do you want to do about it? Okay. So that's why this is a cool process. And look, everyone's style is different. I'll just tell you right now, if you can't tell, I'm a straight shooter. Yeah. I like to say <laughs> I, I nudge people. I don't push. I nudge gently. Um, I build rapport with people. I'm very casual. So you don't have to feel like you're having just another contrived conversation where you have to be perfect. You know, like you said, in the industry, that's so common. So you can chill, relax, and I'm going to gently nudge you, um, kind of call you out on your shit nicely when needed, and then help you move forward with whatever it is you want to move forward with. Man, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to book a call, Emily. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I'm ready too. And there's kind of been an underlying current here this whole time because I've listened to you talk about your, your calls and stuff. And I've heard you say this on other podcasts too, that you don't give advice. So how do you, how do you coach without giving advice? Such a good question. Um, so, there is sometimes a caveat. Um, for example, um, one client, which is not my um, typical situation, but is starting a business. So like we've been chatting a little bit about, you know, starting a website and things like that, but that's, that's rare. So this is such a good question. Advice giving, um, we, we have a tendency to give advice, right? And I actually worked for years giving people advice. I was a career advisor. So it is this natural tendency. That is also why getting trained as a coach and certified as a professional coach was so important to me because I really love and subscribe to the concepts that purist coaching is not advice giving. Again, that is a big piece of the empowerment notion where I believe my clients, they're the experts in their lives, right? You and I, we could have a powerful conversation right now, a coaching conversation right now, and I barely know you, right? I know just a little bit about you. You know you. You know your natural tendencies. You know what your family's going to say. If we're focusing there on some big family dynamic. You know all that stuff. So not giving advice creates this space that is 100% non-judgmental. Now, I may be curious and ask a question, dig a little bit, and I love to tell people that. There is no judgment here. I am just curious what might your family say? And in a normal conversation, you may think, oh, someone's, we always create this, these fucking stories, right? So you might be like, oh, they're asking that. They're insinuating that my family's going to disapprove, right? But right. in this space, you know this is different. And you're chill in our space. We tend to be like tense in other spaces in our lives. So you're not defensive with me. On occasion, I get a defensive client and then we process that like, ooh, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that happened? Where else is that happening? You know, so we can process that and work on it. But so the whole process is I'm asking you empowering questions the entire time, sharing some insights, of course, but then always saying, how do you feel about that? Or how accurate is that if I am sharing some insights? But I'm asking you, what do you want to do? These are like basic fundamental questions. What do you want to do next? What's important to you? How are you going to do it? How are you going to hold yourself accountable? So I'm not saying, oh, okay, you should write this down in your calendar over the coming week. I'm going to say to you, what accountability works for you? 
or I had a client who told me I have, I use my phone and I use a calendar. Great. Which one are you going to use for this particular task? And then I might ask what could get in your way. So I'm walking you through this framework. I'm, I'm just a facilitator with your own internal conversation. Okay. So if you have like a board of advisors, I know we're using that word, but let's use it loosely, a board of directors, <laughs> let's say, okay, um, who also direct, but if you have a board, I'm on your board, and I'm asking you these questions so that you can ultimately make decisions for yourself, again, going back to that idea of choice, you are always at choice, and I'm helping you recognize that you have choices. Makes sense. So they, you really, they already have the right answers. You're just, oh, yeah. a, you're just asking the right questions to pull that out of them. They, they already know the right answer. You've just got to get them to say it out loud. Exactly. And sometimes it's not conscious. So um, sometimes it might take even weeks or months for them to figure it out. Um, but I really love this idea of, I always say I, I used to like roll my eyes when people were like um everything happens for a reason and I'd be like yeah whatever I don't believe that um they're going back to my rational self like miss know-it-all um so but I love this idea just shifting that a little bit and I feel like my clients do too where we can find a purpose in everything that's an optimistic perspective that's a productive perspective so let's say some shitty thing happens I can sit here. So my car window exploding the other day, I told you about that earlier. Oh my God. <laughs> so scary. Um, I was like crying the whole way home. Um, so I can sit there and continue to think about it. I can continue to think, oh my God, what if my kid was in his car seat? Cause it was his window that exploded. And I'm like picturing little shards of glass all over my child, like disturbing <laughs> shit. I could sit there in that for days and think about it and not do anything right? Because I can't work when I'm thinking like that or when I'm crying. Um, my mind, I was self-coaching in the fucking car, actually driving home with the window, like literally shattering. I'm like, get home. He wasn't in the car. Thank God he wasn't in the car. We're going to get this fixed. I get home. My husband is an awesome coach by nature too. He's like, we got to call the dealership. We got to call, you know, the insurance agent, <laughs> right? We're just like figuring it out to move forward. The biggest reason people hire a coach, they always say, I feel stuck. You'll hear that word all the, all the time. And that's exactly right. It's the best way to put it. I feel stuck because I don't know what to do. And I believe the reason we get stuck is when we're problem focused. So my job is to help you become solution focused. So to move you forward. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling stuck. It all comes back to that. Not feeling like you don't have that freedom. You don't have the flexibility. Yes. You don't have the choice. Yep, exactly. All right. This is uh, one last open or open-ended question. One last gold nugget for our listeners before we jump into the freedom four. Yeah. What is it? One last gold nugget for our listeners. <laughs> Told you I it was open-ended. That's okay. <laughs> I would say, I would say this. Um, you mentioned earlier, like, coaching has a bad rap and like, you know, kind of concerns about finding the right people <sighs> kind of feeding off that idea about, you know, finding a purpose in everything, enjoy the journey. And yeah, I said earlier, I wasn't cheesy and that's a little bit cheesy, but 
I think that's really, really important to keep in mind if you're looking for support, if you're considering all the resources that are out there, let's say you even start working with a coach and it's not good or it doesn't help you, like try to find a purpose in that. That actually could be a good thing because it can tip you off to what you don't want or maybe dig deeper and find some way that it has helped you. Um, the other thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that idea is I love this idea. If you can subscribe to it and it takes a lot of work to get on board with it, but I love this idea that life is just a game. Um, this is from my training that I've gone to, uh, gone through IPEC. And they talk about life just being a game. The whole point is not to win, but it's to show up and play full out, whatever that means for you. So all of a sudden we start thinking about that with our career, for example, usually it's scarcity mindset, right? Like I need this fucking job. If I lose my job, like catastrophic thinking, right? Like the world's going to end. And it's like, well, but maybe it won't actually, right? <laughs> if you have friends or family or people who love you and su can support you, maybe a severance, whatever, you'll probably be okay. <laughs> and you can get another job. Um, but, but yeah, just thinking about it like a game. And then all of a sudden you start showing up differently. So one thing for me, like I said, my professional life, much easier than my personal life. That takes a lot of energy for me to really, you know, just do it right. And when I started thinking about things like this, all of a sudden difficult situations or conversations got easier. And I showed up excited when let's say I was going to be in a circle of people who had really different social political views than me. And previously I'd be like, oh no, like this is going to be tough. Do I shut my mouth? Do I be an ally? Do I be an advocate? Like, what do I do? But showing up in those spaces, I'm like, ooh, like how calm can I stay? Like, how can <laughs> I ask curious questions without offending? Right? So it becomes a game for myself and only for myself. And then it doesn't require external validation or feedback. And that's one of the biggest challenges I see people facing is that's how we tend to determine the quality of our day and our life, how everyone else is responding to us, um, how everything outside of us is going. But when you take back that control and you can just play, um, life becomes a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Don't take life too seriously because yeah. you'll never make it out alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's a losing game, right? Yeah. All right. Let's jump into the Freedom Four. It's time for the Freedom Four. What's the best thing you do to keep your mind and body healthy? Ooh, this is a good one because full disclosure, self-care is like my biggest challenge always has been. Um, I would say over the past couple of years, I've gotten really, it's not just mind body, it's marriage, everything, uh, time. I've gotten really into meal delivery services. So I have an autoimmune disease um, that affects a lot of systems in my body and got very, very sick seven months postpartum after my second kid. It was, it was a mess. Um, and I've always, I'm on heavy medication now, and I've always been playing with like, how do I eat healthy, right? How, how do I do that? And now I have a little bit more time, but 
especially when I went back to work full time, had two very young children. Um, my husband used to be working crazy hours. So I was doing all the stuff at the house um, trying to figure out like, what can we outsource, you know? So, so that's when I started doing it. I've used some basket, which I love. That's the one that comes with the ingredients and you prep it feel like a gourmet chef, but it's time consuming. So that's one, like, if you have the time, that shit is awesome. And also the meals are really, you can do really healthy options. Um, I've also used Splendid Spoon. I'm actually an ambassador. So yes, um, I do get a little referral fee, but I love Splendid Spoon. That comes fully prepared. So you have smoothies and then also bowls. You just pop in the microwave. I recently did Revive, which are mostly smoothies, but then they also have these good falafel with tahini inside, uh, pop those in the microwave. So, so yeah, that's probably my favorite kind of health hack. Um, and then, like I said, oh my gosh, my husband never wanted to cook. So that was like such a great thing for our marriage. He, you know, we weren't complaining <laughs> about that anymore and I was having fun with it. Um, and then also the time saver too, in terms of time management, if you end up getting the meals delivered and they're like fully prepared. Yeah. Fully prepared ones. Those are the ones that I like. My wife and I do the same thing. Cause yeah. she's like, you never cook. I always have to do the cooking and I'm yeah. like, right, let's just order some meals. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah. Uh, what's one life hack or piece of technology you use to be your most productive self? Oh, this is a good question. Um, I would say MailChimp. Um, because, uh, so I work with a business coach. I will always work with coaches. Um, I have multiple coaches of my own actually. And, um, I finally got my shit together with my email list. Yay. I was so excited. <laughs> and, um, so I send out regular emails now and I've got it set up, um, like a drip email kind of automated sequence. Um, that's awesome. So nowadays I'm sure you would agree it's so much easier than it used to be in the past to kind of do all this stuff on your own to the extent that you can. It takes time to learn it initially, but look, if you're mid-career, that's fun. Like kind of like we were talking about earlier, you know, when you get a little stagnant, that's a problem with a lot of my clients. They're like, Ugh, I'm bored. Um, it's fun to learn some of this new technology. So I'm a big fan of MailChimp and using those resources that you can just automate things for yeah. yourself. Um, and it's good for you. And then it's also good for your clients. Yeah. Automation, delegation as much as possible. Yes, exactly. What's one actual step our listeners can do right now to start creating more freedom for themselves? Hmm. I'd say hire a coach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that works. Let me, let me say that I'll say hire a coach or at least start accessing resources. There are so many free resources out there. Um, I've got an awesome career confidence persona quiz on my website, persicorncoaching.com backslash confidence. And that, for example, gives you some strengths that you already have so that you can start leaning into them more at work and in your own life. And then it also identifies what I call the six secrets to cultivating career confidence. As soon as you have a framework like that, all of a sudden you can start kind of zeroing in on, oh, oh, this is what I need to focus on to start really building up my confidence, feeling good about what I'm doing. And when you have focus and structure, people love structure. When you have focus and structure, you just start feeling better, right? Sometimes when we have completely no structure at all, 
people feel like they're just floating and like start asking those questions. What's the point? What am I even doing? Right. So giving you a better sense of purpose. Uh, last but not least, how is passive income or your income from your side hustle that has become your main hustle made your life better? Oh, I love this question. Um, so I have two answers to this. One, what I'm doing for the extra income, um, this is like full alignment, me being me, like you were talking about, I'm sure you feel this too and what you're doing. Like I can show up and look however the hell I want. If people don't like it, awesome. Then we're going to realize <laughs> we shouldn't be working together. That's great. Um, I get to cuss in this job because that's what I do. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's just given me this space and also the space for like, oh, everything I've been doing has been leading up to this. And I always felt a little off. I'm super quirky, a little bit strange. So this space where the people who like that and it, it jives with them, they come into my space and then we can have a little love fest and you know create and do great things together. That's my first answer. The second answer though, that's like more kind of answering your question is over time, I'll be scaling this group program that I've created for entry-level women because I feel like everybody graduating from law school should do it. It's so badly needed. I think there's a huge, huge void in services we didn't really talk about um, in terms of mindset support for early career lawyers. And so that's something that, it's not true passive income where I do the work once and then continue to generate income, but it is scaling something where instead of always doing one-on-one where it is like my money and time, you know, there's an exchange between time and money. Um, I can increase my income and revenue while also increasing my impact on early career attorneys. So I, I think that that's a really, really important thing for coaches and other people, service providers in like our industries to be thinking about where you can give yourself some freedom. And then, oh, if I'm sleeping more and I have time to take care of myself because I'm not hustling all the damn time, then, um, oh my gosh, I'm showing up better on my calls. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like <laughs> I'm not such an a-hole, like, you know, when the dog poops in the house or whatever it may be, he's actually, the puppy's been great by the way. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. if, if I'm, if I'm scaling, if I'm figuring out this passive income or similar style of revenue generation, then I can be my best, my truest best self. And then it comes back to my clients and then I'm benefiting them more. So it really is cyclical. It comes full circle. And I love what you're doing for that reason. It makes so much sense and not enough people are talking about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. Where can our listeners find out more about you? So hersacorncoaching.com. That's kind of a crazy last name. It's H-I-R-S-E-K-O-R-N. And so that's my website. Like I said, backslash confidence, or if you go there, you can find the page. You could do the career confidence persona quiz, start learning some more about yourself, but also get these secrets to cultivating career confidence you can stay, join my mailing list, join my community on that website so that you can start getting those regular emails I'm sending out, getting free resources. Do it. It's free. Like, I can't say that enough. I really help people. I love helping people 
advocate for themselves, become resourceful. So take advantage of everything that's out there. And then when you're ready to take that next step, then we can talk. Yeah. Take action. Go to the Emily's website, check yeah. out her content, book that call, book that yeah. call, take action. All right, Emily, appreciate you coming on today. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. She's magnetic, right? Emily's energy is fantastic. She's authentically her. She doesn't hold back and she just lets it fly. Major key, we all need to find fulfillment, happiness, confidence, love, all that bullshit. But perhaps we need to look outside of our careers for some of those needs. Don't put all that pressure to extract all of those things from the title of being a lawyer or a doctor or a manager or whatever it might be. I think you'll find that taking that pressure off will make that job less stressful. Okay, it's time. Here's a way to start taking off that pressure. Let's start building some alternative passive income streams together. Go to passiveincomeattorney.com and join our Esquire Passive Investor Club to join my circle. Until next time, folks, enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to the Passive Income Attorney Podcast with Seth Bradley. Do you want more ideas on how to generate multiple streams of passive income? Then jump over to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com for show notes and resources. Then apply for the private Facebook community by searching for the Passive Income Attorney on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next episode.